Imagine yourself in the sunset of your life. Let's say you're in your late 80s, early 90s, and you're healthy, but your eyes are getting dim, your hearing's not so great, and getting out of a chair is a major effort. You've seen some amazing things and some terrible things in your long life. World War, massive social upheaval, incredible technological change, and you have a perspective that only time could give you. So how do you spend your precious remaining time? Do you spend it in quiet contemplation? Watching TV, maybe? Shooting the breeze with old friends over endless games of cards? Or do you fight like hell to bring your wisdom to a younger generation so they won't repeat the mistakes of the past? If you're Harry Leslie Smith, that's exactly what you do. And he's what's happening today on Relate. I'm Tamara Stanners, and this is Relate by Zendesk. And this week's podcast is all about a relationship that spans generations. The story revolves around a truly remarkable 94-year-old man. Andy, tell us about him. Well, his name is Harry Leslie Smith, and we're going to start our story when he was in his late 70s, dealing with a heartbreaking loss. Uh, I remember on the last day, I, I came up early in the morning. I went over to her and... Uh, her eyes were closed, so I sat at the bottom of the bed. I reached under and stroked her legs. I could see she was going because the blood was flowing into the toes. And I jumped up and I went to the head of the bed. And uh, she, she threw her arm around my neck. And uh, she held me so tight, I thought she was going to break my neck. <laughs> but that's how it ended. That day, Harry lost his wife, the love of his life, after 52 years of marriage. Now, you know, this kind of thing happens all the time, of course, but most people wouldn't respond the way Harry did. I think I had a feeling that I had been given the advantage of good health for a reason. Not to just to squander, but to try to leave my mark on society, on the world, to, to, to make people think be able to talk to them and tell them life is a wonderful thing. Take a good look around you because this is the only heaven you will ever know. Get to love it. So he embraced life and decided not to give up. Yeah, but Harry's message is more than that. He's this passionate 
advocate for democracy. Uh, when he was in his early 90s, he became a well-known author and public speaker. And today, at 94 years old, he still tours around the world talking about the importance of social justice, which he highlights with stories from his childhood. From what I understand, his upbringing just sounds grim. It really was. It was harsh. I mean, Harry's family, they were working-class family, they were crushed by the 1929 market crash. Uh, but the most emotional of his childhood memories was around the death of his sister, uh, Marion, who was six years older than, than Harry. She contracted tuberculosis and lost her ability to speak. I used to play in front of her uh, wheelchair there and uh, talk to her, although she couldn't talk back. And I, I just pretended that we were having a conversation. It reached a stage where my, my mother just couldn't handle it anymore. She said to her husband, she said, I, I, I don't know what I can do anymore. I, she's not improving. So Harry's mother sent Marion to an infirmary in the hopes that she'd get treatment there. They, they called a horse and cart to transport my sister to, to the workhouse. And my father and my other sister and myself stood outside and watched it uh, gallop away towards the hospital. And uh, I remember saying to my dad, where, where, where's Marion going? And he said, to a better place, I hope. She died, I believe it was November, because we didn't have money for a, a grave or a gravestone. She was just dumped in a pauper's pit. I think we all, all cried for, for, for the whole day. You can still hear the emotion in Harry's voice when he tells that story. I mean, this is close to 80 years later, and it's still hard for him to talk about this stuff. But Harry took a lesson from his sister's death, and he, you know, he recognized how needless it was, uh, and how you know, during that time, tuberculosis wasn't a death sentence if you had money. Uh, richer people had these clinics where they could go to and, uh, and, and in most cases be saved, you know. I, I think I, I, I realized that if life had been fair as it was for the majority of people with money, then it should be fair to everyone. And uh, the only way that could happen would be if uh, the health service and anything associated with the health service was made available to everyone, regardless of their pocketbook or, or their wealth. So it sounds like his sister's death galvanized him in a way. 
it absolutely did. I mean, the hardships that he experienced, which, you know, could have made him angry or bitter, uh, but, you know, they actually made him more compassionate and they propelled him to action, you know, on a, on a local level, like getting involved in his own community, uh, helping out neighborhood kids, advocating for healthcare and social programs, that sort of thing. But he didn't really have a, a big public persona until quite a bit later in his life. So what happened exactly? I mean, it's pretty unusual to want to take on such a busy role in your 90s. Yeah, for sure. For anyone. Yeah. But I think uh, it was what was happening in the world. Harry saw his own parents' struggles with the crash of 1929 reflected in the 2008 housing crisis, which left many families homeless. And then more recently with Brexit and the U.S. election, he felt this need to, you know, bring his perspective out to a younger generation. About two, three, four months ago, things started to slide a little more, and I felt that I had to get my name out again so that they would know that I'm still fighting, and uh, I figured a podcast was a good idea. But on the other hand, I didn't want to put just a normal podcast uh, down. I felt it had to be something that had my stamp. I got this brilliant idea. Suppose I make it that I'm having a conversation in a railway station with a man who is waiting for a train, just as I am, and we are discussing the world. And that's what started me off. So that's how the podcast Harry's Last Stand was born. Now, he continues to travel and speak to audiences, uh, but this podcast gives him this opportunity to connect with younger people. I mean, to anyone really who wants to hear his message, this idea of you know advocating for equality and access to services for everyone, no matter what their financial situation. And... And I think more importantly, you know, engaging in democracy to, to keep it alive. And I think Harry, maybe more than anyone, knows that time is of the essence. I always uh, remember something I read in a flower shop one day, and it said, time is a road upon which there is no slowing down, let alone turning back. So use it wisely, my friend, for it is so irrecoverable when past. Harry Leslie Smith published his fifth book, Don't Let My Past Be Your Future, in September 2017. It's published by Little Brown. You can find his podcast, Harry's Last Stand, wherever you find your great podcasts. Thanks to Ashley Walters for that interview and for helping to produce this piece. And thanks, Andy. My pleasure. Harry Leslie Smith is living proof that it's never too late to contribute to your community, your country, 
or your workplace. And we've got several articles on the Relate Online magazine that demonstrate the value of having different perspectives and different generations as part of your organization. Check out this article. It's called, Think You Have Diversity Covered? Think Again. Diversity is more than skin deep. It's all about the value of older workers, and you can find it all at relate.zendesk.com. And that's it for Relate this week, but there is so much more coming up. Next week, we have this fascinating relationship between a teenage boy and Apple's digital assistant, Siri. Believe it or not, it's actually a story about making interactions more human. So subscribe to Relate on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to get that episode and more. In the meantime, for more articles on connecting to your customers in deeper ways, visit relate.zendesk.com. And if you want to explore technology built to improve your customer interactions, head over to zendesk.com for a free trial. I'm Tamara Stanners. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.